Welcome everyone to the College Parent Podcast. My name is Darian Hamblin. And my name is Shelby DeLay, and we want to thank you for joining us. On today's episode, we will be interviewing Shanna Carmack, Director of Residence Life at Carson Newman University in Northeast Tennessee, and we will be discussing how students can develop self-advocacy skills in college and how parents can help their students in that development. Let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome, Shanna, to the College Parent Podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I currently serve as the Director of Residence Life at Karsten Newman in East Tennessee. I've worked in residence life for over 10 years now. Um, I have a wonderful husband, a 10-year-old daughter, and a 5-year-old son. So our lives are busy, busy, busy right now. So we know that self-advocacy is important for college students to develop. Shanna, could you explain to us what self-advocacy is and explain to listeners why it's important for college students to advocate for themselves? Absolutely. Self-advocacy is the ability to ask for what you need um, or seek the answers to the problems that you're having. Um, Stated another way, it might be the ability to solve your own issues I believe this is one of those important life skills that young adults develop as they transition into adulthood, um, which is our hope for all of our college students, that they um, come to college and are able to graduate as fully functioning adults ready to go into the workplace. And part of that skill is having the ability to ask for what you need. So you want your college student to graduate with a degree that will um, place them in a really great job. You also want them to be able to negotiate their salary in that job um, or know how to rent a U-Haul truck to move to their first job. That doesn't really happen magically upon receiving their college diploma. Hopefully that happens in increments over time during their four or five years at college. Thanks so much. Um, Shanna, what are ways that parents can help their students engage in self-advocacy? Absolutely. I think that a lot of parents want to make college an easier transition for their child. It's hard to watch your kids struggle um, completing financial aid forms or completing an application or signing up for your residence hall room. It's even more difficult to watch your child need an accommodation and want to you know, fill out that disability services paperwork for your child or have a roommate conflict and not know how to request a room change. Um, So I think that as a parent, it can be really beneficial to guide your student into asking the right questions or receiving support instead of making those calls for them or sending those emails for them. I have found that that often leaves students feeling like their parents think they are incapable of doing those those things on their own, um, where I think parents often just want what's best for their kid, and they're just trying to make it easy for their kid. Um, College students often want their parents to see them as adults um, and respect them as adults, and so that can create some struggle when parents aren't willing to let students kind of solve their own issues in their own way, in their own time. Awesome. So what are some examples that you can share that are successful stories from students advocating for themselves with the support of their parents? Absolutely. So I work in housing, 
Um, so we have a lot of roommate conflicts from our first year students. Um, at our university, students select their own roommate. So they go into a housing portal and um, sort of match with their own roommate. And so oftentimes our students come in with the expectation that their freshman college roommate is going to be their bridesmaid in five years. And they are going to be the best of friends and do every single thing together. Um, and they do that for about four days and then they are really, really tired of each other. <laughs> um, and something that most residents' life departments are really good at is talking with roommates, mediating that conflict, setting some boundaries, um, and helping students kind of figure out how to live together, and more importantly, how to be friends together. Um, if they're not going to be best friends, how to live socially with one another, particularly on a small campus. Um, most universities also will allow students to change their room at some point or another. I have found that when students are able to kind of work out their roommate conflict um, with a peer mediator, so using a resident assistant or a community assistant or whatever your university has to, to mediate that conflict, it usually ends up in a better situation for all the students involved. Um, and generally, that relationship is able to be maintained, even if it changes for the better. Yeah, that's really great to hear. It's also, I think, great to hear that um, some of the things that our students experience are universal. So um, people at their own universities will be able to help them walk through those issues as well. And it's not isolated to just the school that they're at. What would you tell parents who are worried that if they teach their student to advocate for their own needs, that the student won't need the parent anymore? Yeah, I think that it is natural for a parent to worry about all of the things. Half of my brain space on a daily is dedicated to just worrying about what my kids are doing. Um, and I don't have children who are in college yet. Um, but each stage of my child's development so far has required different things from me. So I no longer have to change my kids' diapers, um, but they still need me. I, for my daughter, who's turning 10, you know, I don't pick out her clothes anymore, but she still needs me in a different way. Um, I am solidly middle-aged, and I still call my dad every day. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think that as you progress throughout life, you, your relationship with your parents changes and evolves in a good way, and that need changes as well. So teaching your student the value of self-advocacy is just putting another tool in their toolbox for your student to become a successful adult, um, which is really what our jobs are as parents. Okay, Shanna, could you talk a little bit about the importance of self-awareness in this process and how students might become aware that they need to reach out to someone for help? Absolutely. A lot of times students are worried that they will be bothering staff by bringing an issue to us, um, and that is not the case at all. We have jobs because we have students here who need us. And so generally no one is in this field because students are a bother to them. We all really love our students and want the best to support our students. Um, I'll give an example. I had an RA this month. We have fall break um, coming up and she was kind of slated to be on duty that night. 
and she was missing a large family trip to Orlando. Um, and she wasn't going to ask anyone to swap that duty shift with her because she felt like she would be inconveniencing the rest of her staff. And uh, we were kind of chatting about this and um, she wasn't necessarily complaining, but every professional staff member who heard this said, go ask your other staff members to swap duty with you. You don't, you don't have to do that. You are not an inconvenience to anyone. Um, and so I think that staff members are generally on the same side as the parent of, hey, your issues are valid and your issues deserve to be heard. Go talk to someone. They care about you. Um, and so that's a great way for parents to support and encourage their student that, you know, we are here to care for them and we want to help them. We know that students, especially during their first year of school, may be interacting with um, some different issues that they've never been faced with before. Could you maybe talk about um, the best ways for students to reach out to someone in order to get the assistance that they need for themselves? Absolutely. Generally, at every university, um, there is a a hierarchy of sort of command. Um, So a lot of students who are living on campus may experience roommate issues that we've talked about, um, issues maybe with pests in their room or around, maybe issues with cleanliness in their hallway. And generally the best place to start there is gonna be with their RA. Sometimes they have a bad RA, that happens unfortunately, and perhaps they don't get any traction there. That RA generally reports to a professional staff member who is going to live in the building with your student. And then there are people who work above them and above them, um, kind of all the way up to the Dean of Students or the Vice President for Student Affairs or Student Services. Um, So I would encourage your student to reach out to kind of that that base support. So do you have a a student who's an upperclassman that's over that area? Another area that a lot of students um, struggle with in their first year is the transition to college level work. So they may need tutoring. Most universities have some version of a tutoring center, um, and oftentimes they will have peer mentors for that tutoring center as well. So I would um, look at the university's website. That's a really great place to start and chat with the appropriate resource there. Um, Oftentimes, when students are working with upperclassmen students like an RA or a peer mentor or tutor, um, they can kind of just go find them on campus. Students may also need to work with a professional staff member who's going to have office hours somewhere on the university, whether that's a staff member or a faculty member. And so I would encourage your student to stop by their office or give them a call or send them an email. Um, Oftentimes, faculty and staff members aren't going to be responding to email outside of business hours, and so I would encourage them um, to give that 24 hours to get a good response from a faculty or staff member. Is there anything else that you would like to just add on this topic? And this is just totally, if you have any other thoughts. Sure. Um, I think it's important for... uh, I think what Shelby said earlier, that a lot of these problems are sort of universal, is really important. Not that your student isn't super, super important and valuable, 
they are, but a lot of students have worked through these issues before, and there are a lot of trained professionals on college campuses to help your student get to where they need to go. And so even if something feels like the worst thing ever and you you need to email the president of the university because it's a huge deal, you may actually want to start lower on the totem pole. You might get a little further, a little faster, and ultimately what you're trying to design is a good experience for your student to become an adult at the end of this journey that they're on. Thank you, Shanna, for joining us. Um, As we finish up this episode, we would just like to leave with some things to think about. One of the great resources that we use in preparation for this episode is an article titled uh, Self-Advocacy, a Tool for Success by Latrina Rogers, writing for collegiateparent.com. And if this is a topic that interests you, we would recommend this article as it has some great steps and thoughts from a higher ed professional on this topic. We wanted to highlight some of Roger's words here for you. Um, They state in the article that it's often difficult for students to voice their concerns to anyone, but it's necessary, not just for their adjustment, but for their social and academic success. This voice is known as self-advocacy. While in the past, parents and guardians may have spoken on behalf of their student, College is a soft training ground for students to engage in a new skill set, including speaking on their own behalf. And finally, parents and guardians, allow me to give you peace of mind. You will always be needed by your student. The need may change, but they will call on you for support and advice. Give them the most powerful tool of success, their voice. As we wrap up this episode, we want to thank you, Shanna, for taking time to be a guest on our show. If you want to learn more, check out our other The College Parent Podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.